Matt Mosley. The Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside as we roll through a Monday, a very eventful Monday. And uh, we are uh, pleased to be joined by my friend Curtis Quillen right now. Curtis has been extremely busy today. This is the first... uh, this is the first day of practice for uh, high schools, and uh, we'll keep our fingers crossed. I know we've had some weird stuff going on with the pandemic, but uh, this at least feels more like the old normal, get everybody together, start on the same day. And uh, Curtis, welcome back uh, to the show, and I understand you have had a very eventful morning and afternoon. I have. It's been nice being able to uh, get out to so many practices today. You know, a couple years ago, I think I set my personal record hitting nine practices on the first day, and uh, I hit five this morning, and now being sports director, I get to sit at my desk the rest of the afternoon, but uh, it's one of my friends saw my Instagram story and said, nature is healing. Curtis is back at football practice, and uh, I don't think there's a more accurate way to describe it, especially, you know, given... uh, how fun Texas high school football is. Yeah, it's uh, you're you're right. It does it does feel good, and uh, of course you can watch uh, Curtis on Channel Six, and um, that's you know sports director. Now you're right. You kind of go back there. You put the suit on. You kind of wait for everybody to file those reports to you. But I still like it when you get out there and get in the field. And uh, and so you were hobnobbing. Going some, I know Lake Belton was on your your list. Uh, Salado, you like that little corridor up there, and I don't blame you. You can get some. Uh, Belton's known for its barbecue. Salado's not bad for food as well. Uh, Coach Hare is one of my favorites, and and I think if I know you, Curtis, you go to wherever you're going to get the best quote. And uh, Alan Hare uh, at uh, Salado is is known for that. Uh, what were what did you find out? Start with those schools, Lake Belton and Salado. What was it like out there, and, and what was the excitement level like? Lake Belton had the biggest um, or the largest amount of kids of the schools that I was at this morning. And I started at Troy, hit Rogers, and then was uh, Salado, Lake Belton, and then I ended the morning in Moody. Uh, Lake Belton was by far. Uh, just the biggest program. They were running it like a 6A practice. And, you know, Brian Cope, the head coach there, has a lot of uh, a lot of 6A experience. He was at A&M Consolidated for a while, and then he was the OC at Belton under Coach Skidmore. And um, he's got big school experience, and he's got big school talent, too. You look at the athletes there, and it's like, this is not an outlaw 11-man team. This is a 5A, a 6A ball club. They're just, you know, seniorless, and if you're seniorless in high school football, you're gonna get pummeled. And so, it, it it was amazing. That was one of the things that stood out to me this morning. But everybody's just kind of happy to be back to normal. You know, they can pull. Now, granted, we don't know what normal is going to look like because you know you look down the road and you don't know what's coming to you yet, especially with you know the Delta variant and the Lambda variant looming. But to be able to you know, not have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated and to be able to just huddle up with your kids. Um, it looked like everything was, you know, it looked like these coaches felt so much more at ease than I had seen them since before the WHO declared COVID-19 a, a global pandemic in March of 2020. 
Yeah, and, you know, as you and Curtis Quillen joining us from Channel 6, sports director over there, as, as you've made your way around to some of those schools, um, is it Hutton, the the, uh, the quarterback out there? I believe that's in uh, Salado. I the who are some of the names Curtis are there some names that are already starting to emerge you know, some of these guys of course I always dig into Texas football now you know how dependent I was on Simcox he would have like every one of these uh, rosters memorized by now uh so you know uh now Aaron Sexton though local guy he's from he's from Robinson Curtis so uh so keep your eye on Robinson on on his behalf but what what are some of the names that that you're kind of hearing, even as you uh, as you start to tour around? Because we get used to some of this. I mean, Troy had the um, the big time running back, you know, for years. But some of these kids are finally graduating. Who are some of the the big names that you were kind of trying to take a peek at, quarterback, maybe skill position wise? Well, when you start with uh, with Troy, there's a lot of change happening there right now. To the point where Stephen Hermsmeyer, you know, I when I asked the background questions, how many starters do you have back on each side? He goes, you know, there are guys back here who started, but I'm bringing a completely new system in, which is true. He's bringing the wing T in, and uh, Ronnie Porter for years ran kind of a power eye kind of deal. Um, and so right, there's not there's a lot of unknown with Troy. You go down the street to Rogers, you got Riley Dolgener back under center, and he looked really good this morning. Hutton Hare back for – his fourth year as a starter underneath his father is looking really good and has the coaching staff really confident. The questions in Toledo right now are they lost a lot of big-time guys on the coaching staff because of the recent success the Eagles have had. The defensive coordinator is now at Alito, and they've got some new defensive assistants, some new faces. So that kind of gelling with the mm. loss of studs like Rook Brown is going to be something that – they're going to be working through, but they've got the guys back. They have, uh, you know, an almost thousand yard rusher back, and they've got uh, Hutton back under center. You go up the road to Lake Belton, and court, guys like quarterback Connor Cruz are going to be the are going to be instrumental in in this approach to this season because the Broncos are playing kind of an outlaw schedule this year, playing guys like Mahea, Cameron Yo, teams that have been around the blocker time or two, have some success, have some games under their belt. Lake Belton's going to be a battle-tested squad when it finally gets onto the UIL alignment sheet in February. And then, you know, Moody brings its quarterback back as a junior and has a, has a pretty decent-sized senior class, and the program has some better numbers and is a lot more closely knit. So there's a lot of interesting storylines. And that, and that, Matt, is really just the greater Bell County area. There's even more than that up when you go up to McLennan County, the greater Waco area. You've got, uh, you've got China Spring coming back from a trip to the regional final. You have Mark trying to get, get back over the hump and get back to AT&T and win it this time. You have La Vega trying to get back to the state title game for the first time in two years. I mean, there's so many really good storylines this season that it promises to be a really good high school football season. Talking to Curtis Quillen, sports director over there at Channel Six. Um, by the way, has, is does Nikki uh, does she even go out the field anymore now that she's been like on magazine covers and all that kind of stuff? Um, <laughs> it, can, has that gone to her head at all, or is she still out there grinding? No, she's still out there grinding. Right now, we're trying to sort through some um, 
some issues with uh, coaches and interview times and stuff like that. But, you know, we uh, she's out there. She's hitting seven schools total today. She had three this morning, and she's on her way to number wow. two for the afternoon. Um, and then uh, tomorrow she'll do two more runs. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a really solid uh, – really solid uh, hybrid reporter too, Matt Lively, who uh, is going to be doing some runs for us tomorrow. He's in Austin right now covering this, uh, this big 12 state Senate hearing. Yeah. And I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you brought up Matt. Matt is doing a nice job and, and Matt seems to have a pretty good golf swing from what I've seen. Just, uh, checking out his Twitter from time to time. Bob Bowlesby, I, I love some of the stuff I'm hearing out of there. At some point, one of the senators said, "I." he said, I don't think you guys are, this is this is that state, some of those state lawmakers, he said, I don't I don't really understand the, the doom and gloom. It seems like you guys uh, should have more self-confidence than you have. <laughs> Basically, I think looking at Bowlesby and some of the people gathered down there and saying, hey, it's not over. Maybe you know. Maybe there is a future for the Big Twelve. I and and by the way, also, and I'm sure you saw this. They challenged uh, Bowlesby, one of the um, state senators. I believe it was the one that's nicknamed Chewy. Um, yep. Went at him and said, "I think you should have been more proactive." And and how basically how did you let this happen? And Bowlesby went back at at him and said, "Well, I disagree with you. I'm with Chewy. I mean, you know, Bowlesby deserves his fair share of criticism in all this. And and I don't think the fact that he went back hard after ESPN the other day gets him off the hook. Where do you do you Curtis sense that these hearings can lead to anything, or is this is this sort of uh, just some politicians putting on a show?" This is, to me, politicians putting on a show. There is absolutely, you know, I watched the first probably 20 minutes of the Bob Bowlesby part of the hearing because that part of the hearing doesn't seem to have ended yet. Um, you know, they, I did hear Senator Hinojosa ask him that. And it's one of those where there's two sides to every coin, right, heads and tails. Well, Senator Hinojosa's side is, well, you're paid to know this, which is also the same side of the coin that the other – eight Big 12 conference presidents and athletic directors are saying to, to Bob Bowlesby right now, how can this happen on your watch? How are you not plugged in enough to be able to find this out? And honestly, I think that's a question that a lot of us are asking. You know, it's uh, there's a reason the NCAA charge that one of the most serious charges that an NCAA institution can get is lack of institutional control. You're expected to know what's happening on your ground. And the same is true for a power conference commissioner, and of which Bob Bowlesby is one. And I think we can all agree with that. The other side of the coin is the SEC does what it wants, how it wants, when it wants to do it. It has done that for 100 years. And it went, and it covertly, it, the University of Texas, and the University of Oklahoma covertly kind of put this together. That much has become clear in the past two weeks. And... As the CIA can prove to everyone, if you want to hide something bad enough and you're smart enough to figure out how to do it, you can pull it off. And I think that that's kind of what the SEC, OU, and UT have done. It's kind of taken a CIA approach and taken a, okay, we're going to hide this until it's convenient. And it just so happened to be convenient to let this leak as Jimbo Fisher is walking to the podium in Hoover, Alabama for (laughs) SEC media days. You know, there's both sides of the coin. I happen to, you know, look we're somewhere in the middle. 
do I think Bob Bowlesby should have known this was happening? Yes, that's what he's paid very well to do. Do I also think that there's something to the fact that as soon as he found out, because it was hidden from him very well by three very very powerful bodies in the Southeastern Conference, University of Texas at Austin, and the University of Oklahoma, that he started going, and he started going strong. Now, what I want to see play out is this cease and desist letter he sent last week because I want to know – I mean, we all, we've all read the rumors. We've all seen. It's supposedly ESPN and the American Athletic Conference and the SEC are the reason for this cease and desist letter. I want to see it on the record, but it's yes. become very clear from Bowlesby we're not going to see it on the record after he said today, quote, it is in both – it is – in neither of the party's best interest to escalate this any further. Yeah, and he may still, if this conference holds together, and if he's still the commissioner, he may have to someday go back to the negotiating table. I don't think he'll be around that long uh, as commissioner, but we shall see. And what a cold-hearted move by the Sooners to the Pokes. Curtis, that that is, uh, I, I'm, man, I, I tell you, right now, I, I feel like Baylor and Oklahoma State we all need to kind of band together, figure this out, and move on. Curtis, we'll be watching tonight um, uh, all those reports. Appreciate you uh, hopping on with us. Uh, really good stuff, and uh, look forward to all your coverage. I appreciate it, Matt. We'll talk soon. There he goes, Curtis Quillen, joining us from 